Bar Weep, Grana Weep, Ninny Bong, everyone. It is time for Australian Transformers Weekly. This is episode 158. We are recording live on July 6th, 2018. This week, we get our first look in uh, at the uh, new Cyberverse characters in a couple of different forms, both toy and digital. Power of the Primes has wrapped up on uh, Machinima, and that's about all we really want to say about that. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, Masterpiece Beast Wars Megatrons has, has been given a fairly hefty price tag. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, more after these messages. everyone for joining us i'm jason joining me this week we have brad coming to us from his undisclosed location somewhere in country victoria how are you howdy doing? howdy hey <laughs> back again <laughs> a little bit more lively this week not so many overtime hours this week so oh god i i so i haven't looked at a world cup match in a week i'm actually i feel like i'm back in the land of the living <laughs> withdrawal symptoms no, I'm not. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, coming to us from South Australia, the uh, land of Tesla. Um, actually, not the land of Tesla anymore. But uh, you know what? Actually, I just found out that uh, Sydney has a small Tesla battery installation now as well. Um, uh, that apparently, we have a couple of them around the place now too. So a anyway, that, uh, enough of that. How are you doing over there, Max? I'm doing all right. Thank you, Jason. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. And not enough of that. You've brought it up now, so <laughs> prepare for future Tesla <laughs> insurrections. I'd, I'd love to know, uh, how far are we going to push this Tesla joke? How long can this stretch? Uh, I've been on how long is a piece been, of string? I, I've been on podcasts that had running jokes spanning several years. Yeah. <laughs> just, just saying. But sure, uh, we're coming up on at least a year at this point. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Coming to us from the Great White North. Maybe it's white. I don't know. It's a little bit racist. Sorry, Chris, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, you make me sound like I'm one of the Stark family or something. No, it's uh, it's quite the opposite up here, mate. We're in the um, searing heat of the Queensland winter. Um, hence why I'm with you tonight. I'm actually sick. I've got the, uh, the dad robe on. Um, <laughs> and uh, as I said to the boys pre-show, I've got my special medicine. To help me get through it, uh, that's that's an old Queensland family um, family recipe. recipe that one, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's been passed down from generation to generation. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Puts hairs on your chest and then burns them straight off again. Yeah. Uh, do, you know to, do you know how to spell it, or has it just got four X's in it? No, no, no. It, it much, you know. It may surprise you to know that not many Queenslanders actually drink 4X. It's sort of a running joke that we have that we make everyone else in Australia drink it while we drink the good stuff. <laughs> if, you'd, if you'd like to play the uh, Name That Beer competition uh, where you should, you should um, substitute four letters for 4X, please send your entries to the uh, Chris Goes Fuck competition. I actually live um, not too far away from the Forex Brewery um, 
and uh, let I me tell you now. Nice. So they couldn't name it's, it either. <laughs> well, it's it's um, the smell of that entire suburb surrounding it alone is enough to put you off it for life. So, <laughs> especially if you hate Vegemite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, that's the um, oppressive stench of hops at all times. All <laughs> uh, right, look, we should talk about some transformers. Yeah, in we a, should. In, an, in an effort to not talk about Chris immediately <laughs> on the show, how about we talk a little bit about Power of the Primes? <laughs> Max, you and I have both watched the final episode of Power of the Primes. Brad has turned on the uh, the the screen share early. I took that cue yeah. completely wrong. Indeed, you did. <laughs> um, so, uh, Max, you and I have watched the whole series of Power of the Primes. Chris, you've watched a couple of episodes of it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm about three in, but I did express to Brad tonight that um, you know not not to feel too precious about spoiler alerts because I will watch it and I've got a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Let's face it, 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 I love the show, but it is a very predictable direction that it's taking. So um, yeah, so feel free to discuss away. I'm not going to go. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> so, so Max, uh, what do we what do we got from the uh, the whistle stop tour of Cybertron that was um, Power of the Primes? We have a couple uh, of there's a couple of ancient uh, ancient locations that were long thought lost that we've now visited, um, and where did the final battle take place? It was the Well of All Sparks, right, or the Well of Sparks? I think so. I I got lost a lot. There's <laughs> <laughs> simultaneously nothing happening and everything happening at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, so, so having having had uh, in the final in the final episode as well, like we've we've been dealing with Dark Hot Rod. For um, or should I say emo hot rod? Or let's just call him. <laughs> let's just call him emo rod. Um, call him Lemmy. <laughs> no, no, that's actually the last episode. Oh right, yeah. Actually, he actually does properly turn into Lemmy in the last episode. He's Rodimus Unicronus. Yeah, they've brought him in yeah. just just as a side note. They've actually brought Rodimus Unicronus in his Lemmy form um, in this week as a playable character in the Earth Wars mobile game. All oh, right. So I'm assuming they did it at the same time that the, the show sort of finished. so It's amazing what you can coordinate when you have your fingers in multiple, <laughs> multiple media parts, yeah. isn't it? Um, so, of course, this week we, so we've, we've seen a bit of a sort of a, a game of cat and mouse across Cybertron as uh, Megatron and Team Megatron um, were hunting, uh, first of all, the Requiem Blaster, then Megatron has turned up and uh, took it away from them, and then they went to the, the Well of Sparks. And, did they ever uh, explain why he did that? Uh, well, so he needed the Requiem Blaster and uh, and the uh, um, Enigma of Combination and the Matrix to drain the spark power from all the Transformers in order to resurrect uh, Solus Prime. Yeah, duh. Come on, Max. I actually love how confused you look at this. <laughs> I watched the entire thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm, so just, I'm poking fun there. I, I can totally understand why someone would be as confused as Max by it. But I just... <laughs> so in the final battle, this week, uh, we had uh, uh, Rod Rodimus Unicronus turned up um, f full on as full on possessed by Unicron this time. He's not. He wasn't uh, wasn't Hot Rod or Rodimus anymore. It was straight up Unicron. Uh, got stuck into it with. Um, Got, st uh, got stuck into it with uh, one of the characters. Oh, it was, um, I think Optimal it was, Op Op yeah, yeah, Optimal Optimus. Uh, Predacon, uh, Predaking, Predaking turned up and was 
swiftly beheaded by uh, Megatronus. Um, Predator King was a cameo. Yeah, yeah, Predator King <laughs> is basically a cameo. Like, we haven't seen him since episode two of the show. And this, this week, I, I think Predator King's appearance this week was just more a case of, like, oh, shit. Toy's coming, toy out. Toy is coming <laughs> out. Um, yeah, and, and when you behead a combiner, is that really killing it? I mean... In, in this <laughs> show, I don't know. Yeah. It's so... It's Combiners so have died and just come back randomly in this show. Yeah, didn't Devastator get a massive hole blown in his chest? Yeah, and that which you would think would killed every constructor. Yeah. and he comes back. Yeah, and, then, like, and he comes back. The start yeah. of Combiner. Wars, when did he come back? Uh, did he, come did he back? come back? No, no, he hasn't come back. He's dead. Because yeah, oh, yeah, Overlord killed him, didn't he? No, yeah, he no, did. no. But the reason I say that is because he got a big hole blasted in his chest. Yeah, but he kept fighting for a little bit. Before he oh, died, yeah, and the, the size of the hole in his chest, you were like, "Well, uh, who is it? Long haul that makes up his chest?" It's like, "Well, the, he's gone. Like, who's <laughs> holding him together?" <laughs> <laughs> well, in Combiner Wars, Starscream was so because he was the big, epic Combiner. No, oh, that's fine. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no one yeah. remembers Combiner Wars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we completely had no Terracons whatsoever in Power of the Primes. They seem to have been an afterthought. Um, and of course, so the, at, the, at the very end of it, Sol- Solus Prime resurrected, uh, got resurrected, and took um, took Megatronus into the Well of Sparks, which was really never going to go any other way. So, uh, thus extinguishing the threat from Megatronus, uh, the team Megatron removed the Matrix of Chaos from Rodimus Cron, who turned back into Hot Rod almost immediately. And then the Matrix of Chaos tried to reclaim Megatron and turn him back into Galvatron. Megatron had none of that, and. Uh, Optimal Optimus turned the Requiem Blaster on him and uh, destroyed Megatron, destroyed the Matrix of Chaos, and there was sunshine and happiness for the rest of the rest of eternity on uh, Cybertron. Oh, oh, and, and, and also, mysteriously, for really no good reason, um, uh, yeah. Optimus Prime <laughs> climbs back out out of the Wall of Sparks. So apparently, he'd just been having a bit of a spa down there for most of the series. He got, he yeah, got but, his chest windows fixed after. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no I'm, I'm definitely up on that. <laughs> but I think we can all agree we're at the stage. It doesn't matter what the series is or what the show is, what the franchise is. It doesn't matter anymore. When Optimus Prime dies, it's pretty much a given that he's going to be resurrected. I don't think they've. That, you know what I mean? It is. Until, I think it goes beyond Optimus Prime almost. You know. Yeah. It's almost. Like, I, like when he died in the last series of the McKinnema series, I was just like, all right, when's he coming back? You know, you know what I mean? Like there was yeah. no expectation that he would be dead forever. It, That's because it's not it, 1986. <laughs> That's it. Uh, and of course, there was one final returning uh, character this at the end of this episode as, uh, as Optimus walked off and says that he will always be there for Cybertron. The camera sneakily panned away off into... The darkness of the hangar that uh, Optimus and Optimal had been walking through, to which Starscream's ghost appeared and said, "And so will I." Yeah, <laughs> can never have too much Starscream's ghost, in my opinion. When can- you were saying that, though, Jason, I thought you were going to say that Optimus walked off into the distance and like put his fist in the air, and you hear like, "Don't you forget about me?" <laughs> <laughs> they should have actually. They should have actually just fired off the touch at that point. Actually, you know, there's so many G1 references in this. I'm surprised they didn't actually license that. Didn't they get, um, at the t- start of Titan's Return, they even got the narrator from the original G1 yeah. series. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. So many callbacks. 
Um, yeah. There is there is one last thing that I want to talk about before we go away from this. Actually, no, there's two things. Uh, one, um, I'm not sure whether or not the writers were joking, or don't, joking around too much or if they were a little bit high in the writing room or if it was just a little bit too crazy having Optimus Prime walk alongside talking to a character called Optimal Optimus. Mm. Because there was one point where there was one point where he asked a question that ended in the word Optimus, and then Optimus said, "No, Optimal Optimus," and it's just like <laughs> that's crazy. Like, I always thought that was stupid, though. But I, remember, I in sorry, Max, you optimal. go, mate. Sorry, yeah. Um, I thought Optimus Prime coming in was a bad decision in the writer's part because he just immediately filled the role of Optimus Prime. Like, he's almost mm. exactly the same character. They should never in, be following in, this path yeah. of mixing Beast Wars with, let's say, G1, for argument's sake. Um, and I thought, if anything, I believe it was in the Beast Wars comics mm. back in the day or something along those lines, but I remember a character who was basically an optimal Optimus repaint called Primal Prime, and he had a much more fitting um story that would have fit better in as that character is that primal prime was essentially the matrix given form he was the matrix incarnate so he was the embodiment of every prime that have ever had that's ever had the matrix mm -hmm. and so that to me makes more sense like that's whereas optimal optimus as as jason said it's a, it's a rhetoric nightmare it's um <laughs> you know like, yeah but i don't know i i've always been strongly opposed to the the mixture of beast wars with non beast era characters i don't like the fact have that you, they have, seem have like you really be done have, well. have you really cuz can i just draw attention to the item that's on my screen share <laughs> your entry for bot shots this week well, you're gonna eat your words in a minute, mate. I can tell you now, because you don't remember you don't remember your Beast Wars cartoons if you don't if you don't know what this was a reference to. <laughs> it's still a mixture of Beast Wars and G One, but yeah, and also I yeah. don't remember my Beast Wars cartoons because I've never watched them. But yeah, ah, well, there you go. <laughs> anyway, fi I'll explain it when you reveal it. Yeah. yeah. Final, final thoughts. Power of the Primes, Max. Um. Uh, sorry, Christopher, but I have to say, I think this entire trilogy has been objectively garbage. And it is <laughs> objectively. Objectively garbage. The Transformers franchise, that this is what has been marketed as, you know, mature Transformers and, you know, high quality storytelling. And it's been the complete antithesis of that. I ask one question and one no, that's not going to work. This is the point at where the end, Brad reveals he hasn't watched it. Yes, no, no, I'm just saying, at the end of, at the end of Combiner Wars, we had the characters look up at the stars and, oh, dear, the Titans are coming. Nah, nah, there's nah, nothing, nah, there's nah, nothing, this, this was the end. The end? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, it is the Prime Wars <laughs> trilogy, so I doubt they'd chuck another another one on the end of it because it it's, it's a trilogy. It's literally, it's a mathematical thing. It's a trilogy in four parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's been there's been trilogies before to become quadrilogies, sagas. Yeah, but let's face it, that fourth one has always sucked so bad that nobody ever counts it as part of the original trilogy. Aliens, aliens. You know, you know what? I reckon, I reckon, I reckon the time is right for a sequel to the Matrix. Yeah. Are they doing one? 
And and some people uh, like I, New I, Hope I, too. So I think they're doing a TV series at least. I think there was no, no. I don't think they are. But like, I reckon the world needs Matrix too. Yeah, I think um, Jupiter Ascending sort of killed or definitely put that back. But yeah, but no, no, no. I mean, I mean back like, to the well. Back to the well. It's been ages since we had the Matrix. Surely that surely there's some sort of Matrix two floating around out there in the um. Or at least a spin-off, at least some kind of, like, something in the Matrix world, you know? You don't have to have Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne, like, just something that's still the same sort of universe, the same sort of, you know, I don't know, but, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we we want more of that. I think that's pretty clear. I don't think anybody would be opposed to a new one, that's for sure. A new trilogy (laughs) of the Oracle making cookies. (laughs) let's make some cookies i just think the matrix, <laughs> i just think the matrix was so good that maybe we should make a matrix too oh there's a lot bigger well what you can no, just, just what you can do i feel like i'm the only person who doesn't hate those movies oh, i don't know <laughs> yeah, i'm with you max <laughs> there. well I, what you can do though is if you you just need more of that matrix action if you watch the terminator movies it's basically the same story, just at a different point in time. So you know, yeah. yeah just... <laughs> if you watch the Terminator movies in reverse, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, don't worry; <laughs> they're going to keep trying to make them, and they'll keep screwing up the timeline. They are. By the end of yeah, by the end of it, it's already signed on. Yeah, it'll tie, in, it'll tie <laughs> into the original Matrix. Don't Can't worry. They actually get James Cameron along for the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the technology's not yet, there yet to finish Avatar, so he's going to go and make a Terminator movie and is completely wipe out the last five Avatar sequels years. that have been in development for ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's left it too long. I've I've already forgot how awesome Avatar is, and I don't care anymore. I think, but, you know I, what I mean? I what Avatar was. Like yeah, it's. I, I remember it being really good, but it's been so long now that I'm like, yeah, I've got but the DVD. I watch it sometimes. Right. It's about the technology. He's pushing three D <laughs> technology without the glasses, and that's what Avatar Two will be: three D technology without the glasses. That's the thing you... with Avatar is like highest grossing movie of all time. Can you give me a single quote from it? It doesn't have a lightsaber. <laughs> <or a Jedi. laughs> like, no, I think I think Max nailed it with that. <laughs> You're not in Kansas anymore. This is Pandora. <laughs> hey guys, be- guys, sorry to interject here, but I feel like we may have gotten a little sidetracked at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris, because I can go down in minds forever. But anyway, I, 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 I was going to say, look. Um, so before Brad before Brad quotes Terra Nova and tells us that it's a quote from Avatar, uh, let's <laughs> let's move on with Transformers. <laughs> oh, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a bot shots winner who is amongst us to talk about uh, talk about some photos. By default. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest ones in the English language. <laughs> well, well, look, Chris, do you want to tell people what Bot Shots is? I'm kind of sick of telling everyone every week. How about you? Yeah, not a problem, Jason. Well, Bot Shots is the TCCA's, uh, basically the photography competition that um, the TCCA runs each week where members of the group are encouraged to submit Photographs of their Transformers off the shelf, so to speak, or out of box, uh, out in the world, uh, whether it be at work or in the garden or 
in the kitchen or whatever you want to do. Um, Surra perhaps surrounded by sparkling light. Yeah, <laughs> yes, well, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed from your previous um, indication here, Jason, that you, um, I, I don't think you're aware of what this photo actually refers to, but I just want to throw it's it okay, out there. That's okay. For, for, non, for non Beast Wars watchers of the show, that it is actually a, uh, a reference to an event in Transformers lore, so to speak. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Did I do it right? Is that is that what you would call the bot shots? Or yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's it. So uh, well done, Chris, on uh, on winning this week's competition and many previous weeks as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like it. I've got a lot of transformers, um, not a lot of friends. <laughs> and um, no, but no, but but I think those those two combined means that uh, yeah, I've got a lot of time on my hands. Regardless of that, um, it's always good to actually take the figures out into the garden, take them out into some nice natural surrounds instead of being under harsh white fluorescent lights or anything like that. Indeed, and um, Indeed. Yeah, get a good look at their colors. Like taking things out into the garden, it really makes the colors pop as well. Indeed, yes, um, yeah. it's a lighting thing. <laughs> it is. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. so well done. Thanks, guys. swiftly on and get to the news straight into news Hasbro news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder Australia was the first site in the world although they have started popping up in the US now for Transformers Cyberverse and um there are already some photo. There are already some uh, Transformers Cyberverse figures on the shelves in Australia. Uh, they've started popping up in Walmart in the states as well. But we are number one. We were the first to get them. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really have that much more to say about them. There's, some, there's, there's like three different bumblebees that are there on the shelf all at once, and uh, and blur. <laughs> they look like uh, they look like the one step changes. The yeah, are yep. um, definitely. I'm I've really seen happy. promo shots of the Cyberverse toys and the ones I saw aren't as... Because I, I saw a lot of people screaming and haranguing the fact that, yeah, they look rubbish and all this sort of stuff. But I'm almost dead certain that those are your cheapo one-step, same crap that we get with every line that oh, first comes you out. That? You see um, the bumblebee down the bottom? Yes. That's Warrior. Yes, that that one's sort of the, the one that we'll probably be interested in. Uh. Well, I do recall seeing the promo shots for the the Warrior Shockwave, and I think it was maybe Megatron or something. And I remember I, seeing them at the time and thinking, "Hey, they remember the Spider Tank yeah, yeah, Shockwave?" Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We have we've seen the pictures of the photo. Anyway, these are the ones that are out here. Mm, yeah. um, you can see you can see a couple of little. Uh, what are, what are the what are they called now? Are they Legion or Legends class? The little uh, ones over to the right. Yeah, these, these ones be Legion because Legends. Legion, are, yeah. Generation so, a bit more articulation. Yep, so you can see the bumblebee, and it looks like the arm of a Starscream um, off to right there. I'm just checking to see if it was. Nope, that's it. There's no other photos there. But, uh, yeah, so at the same time as these uh, these photographs emerged, Hasbro updated their website with uh, official uh, official character shots of all, mm. the, uh, all the figures. in. Looks like the roster lineup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so it's mm. really roll call. So let's, let's check them out now. Yeah. I think in general reaction to these has been pretty good. Personally, I find I find there's a bit of a, a bit of an animated look to them, and, and I, I quite like that. I think if like if if I think really hard about it, I almost wonder 
whether or not some of these designs were actually done by some of the comic artists and actually turned into some 3D models um, to be animated mm. for the series. So I don't know. It, um, it, they they look very dynamic. So we are we are of course looking at blur there. If you can't tell from the uh, the lines on his on his head, I like the fact that his hands swap the um swap the the black line for purple lines. I think that's quite a neat feature, and you know you you can you can see a lot of sort of speed lines and everything. Like that. I, I I quite like it. It's very all of these character portraits have only three fingers. Three fingers and a thumb. They 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 adhere to the Simpsons rule. I yeah, love three being a turtle. <laughs> yeah. Here's Bumblebee. Well, it's yeah. It's the it's actually an old um, cartoon law. It goes back to like is, Mickey yeah. Mouse days. You know, yeah. Three fingers and a thumb. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> seven seven seasons like, and a movie. Um, but there was the dumb other comic artist because that Bumblebee looks really heavily inspired by sort of. 2010 era of RDW design. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's fine. I heard you, Max. <laughs> one thing that when I saw these, um, when I saw these images, one thing that really struck me and excited me about this series is the fact that there are a lot of characters here mm. that I don't think anybody was expecting. I mean, we've seen like images of like Acid Storm, Slipstream. Um, and what's that Shadow Striker? There's a Shadow new character. Striker. Yeah, I think um, she was in timelines, and that was it. Yeah, I was going to bring it up after we've gone through them, but like, here's the mm. thing: you've got all the Autobots that you'd expect in like a modern mm. Transformers. You know, it's like yeah, your hot the watch, usual your hot suspects, etc. Yeah, but then you go to the Decepticons, and sure, you got a few of the major ones, and then you've got these two obscure Seekers and this character mm. that's only ever been in timelines, and they're part of a main cast. Yeah, and while we've got Starscream and Thundercracker, no Skywarp, but we can do I, have Acid Storm and Slipstream. I just so. I'm talking out of the slideshow. I want to talk about the characters. <laughs> can, I, can, I just talk, can I say I just don't think Ratchet's doors are going to stay there for very long. Uh, <laughs> I needed that. I love the Riker, the Riker comparison to that. It looks so much like Rock. <laughs> a lot of people hate Bill Jack's mustache, but I kind of have to love it. I reckon that's cool. <laughs> so do I. Yeah, I oh, mean, mustaches are obviously the thing. Look, of all the characters to give a mustache, so it's probably good that they gave it to this one and not this one. Yeah, what exactly. I do not need an angsty teen wing blow back again. Oh, you think you can escape her? She's here to stay, mate. No, this, she she, she will be the death of Transformers. <laughs> There is Acid Storm. Okay, uh, uh, thing of Acid Storm that I, I mean, I'm really happy to see him here. He's probably my favorite. Yeah, are you like, really? Yeah, but <laughs> obviously not. He's about to say, say what. Yeah. <laughs> he usually looks pretty decent. You know, he's got a primary color green, and then the secondary is either yellow or purple. But they mm. decided to go for yellow and purple. <laughs> And it just oh, kind of looks There like is that. no pleasing some people. <laughs> it just, it just looks no. like, like, oh, just throw in both of his color schemes. And well, can I, I just say that Acid Storm... Max, did you not see in his character bio the, the reason for the green and the yellow is actually that he's from Australia? <laughs> Where does the purple come from? Well, purple? well, can I just say that the Acid Storm is by far my favorite seeker, surprisingly enough. He, he always has Chris. been this... There, there, there is there is something about that character that I don't know. He's he's a very obscure, you know, back page character, but he's awesome. But 
They gave him a page. Um, I love that they just sort of keep no, inserting him everywhere. Like I, I just, I just, I just like the fact that he's he looks like from the you know the roster lineup of the you know the two teams for this series. He looks like he might at the very least be you know a major player in 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 the sort of you know the thugs of the cons. I, like I, um, yeah, I actually, I love... actually wonder if it looks like he might be the competent one. Yeah, yeah, he kind of looks like he's he's the non-idiot of the Seekers, or you yeah. know, but I mean, yeah. Slipstream <laughs> is the leader of the Seekers in this, and not Starscream. Who is? Sorry, Slipstream. Slipstream. Yeah, very let's, interesting. Let's, let's keep on and have a look. Um, Megatron kind of looks like a cranky old man, but sure, it's his Now, um, how is how is this one not the leader of the Seekers or anything that she wants to be? Holy shit, get out of her way. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I originally thought she was a gender stopped lug nut. Erected? Yeah, I had this conversation Shadow, with you, Shadow Max. Striker. Yeah. Because yeah. no, I said to real I said to Max, who the hell is that? Because I think Max posted the images in the group first, and I was like, who the hell is that chick? And Max was like, lug nut. And I was like, no, but lug nut's a boy. Like, <laughs> Max, it's, it's, yeah. it's just like lug nut to me. I mean, yeah. We'd heard the, I thought it might have been like uh, like Arachnid or something reimagined, but um, I mean, yeah, t- apparently t- she's guys, guys, the t- Shadow t- Striker name before in the t- context of this show. Yeah, no, mm. it, t- it turns out the name is on the photo. Yeah, no, but, but we're Warriors... talking about the fact that this is pre-names on the photo. We yeah. just got the images at first, so um, we, we were just guessing at that stage. But uh, right. yeah, everyone Shop thought that was longer. Why are you assuming females clearly goatee on its chin? Sure. Uh, shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shockwave's Shockwave. He's, he rules. He always rules. There's I've a, never seen a crap there's, Shockwave. There's, there's a couple of the characters that look like... Um, there's a couple of the characters that look sort of a bit light and somewhat sort of childish, right? Like, you know, uh, Hot Rod and Bumblebee perhaps. Optimus Prime looks quite imposing and, you know, very physically strong. Grimlock looks like a gruff old man, heavily armed and everything. He and does. Then, he looks then, like yeah. his new cup. Yeah, then you get mm. to then you get to like uh, Shockwave and like Shockwave looks ready for action. Shockwave mm. looks like I don't know, edgy, you know, goth Shockwave. The guy has one eye for a head. It's very difficult to make him look anything but what he looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? Like well, he, he, you can't like give a second eye on top of that. Like just another little yeah, one. Yeah, that's weird. Mm. That's because when he when he actually receives his orders, he'll say, I I captain and then walk <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I do like yeah. the four Cybertron or the the, the four four Cybertron walk Cybertron sort of feel just with the energy on lines and designs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Slipstream, one of the other Seekers here. Uh, so you're saying Slipstream's the leader of the Seekers? Well, okay, there was two things. So the original synopsis for the show said that Slipstream was the leader of the Seekers, but then the character bios said that Starscream was. Ah, oh, so someone so just I, fucked I up. Feel like, okay. Repaints! No, I feel like the show has, like, uh, two time periods it's set in. So one is, like, the modern oh, thing of Bumblebee yeah. and Windblade running away. Or it could just be like like an animated thing where they're jostling for leadership. Are you, so saying, are you saying it's like Lost? I haven't watched <laughs> Lost. But then the other one's like in the past with like Bumblebee recovering his memories. Hmm. So I think mm. it might be like Starscream's the leader in the past and then the modern iteration of the Seekers has Slipstream as the head. Well, I guess t- these... Can we talk about how busy Soundwave's design is? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Rat that is. You know, I'm like looking it. forward to this figure. I like it. 
I like it. All that's just going to be moulded. <laughs> Excuse me. Itself, no paint. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, though? It reminds me of um, the IDW Soundwave, how they added, like, the missile launchers to his shoulders and stuff. Again, and I, Yeah, well, I, I, Brad, I Brad kind of Brad doesn't understand like what, that. You, what, ha- what you say after you say the words IDW. <laughs> oh, I do. I do, yeah. I, I heard fan art. It's all right. Keep going. Yeah, picture G1 Soundwave, but on his shoulders they've put like two pods that are like missile launchers. And it just, he still looks like Soundwave, but it just makes him look a little bit more badass. And I, I get that vibe from this image of Soundwave, so I'm pretty pretty happy with that. You know, I, you know what I actually get from here? Looking at his knee, it looks like a reference to one of his G1 stickers. <laughs> wouldn't yeah, wouldn't I mean, surprise me. Yeah, this does seem to be very heavily like, Hey, you guys wanted the G1 reboot. Okay, yeah, yeah. you're welcome. Well, let's I, face I, it, I, the I, Prime... I think we've seen a good evolution of this art over the last year. These designs, these designs first emerged about a year ago as like the so-called evergreen designs. And mm. now then we heard about Cyberverse, we heard about the plot, and we're like, yeah. And now today, like this reveal, like the last couple of days, I reckon this has gone pretty well for Hasbro, really. Yeah, yeah, everyone seems yeah. really keen. Like, yeah, I posted it in the um that uh make Transformers awesome again Facebook group, which is just <laughs> like the faultiest place yeah. on the internet, and they actually really loved it. So yeah, I, I think it puts to bed the rumors though that um I I originally heard when Cyberverse was first hinted at. I originally heard that um, it was going to sort of take place over various parts of Transformers history, which it sounds like it still is. But I, I even heard that, um, you know, Beast Wars was going to be involved and well, stuff like that, but uh, obviously not from the looks of things. Like at least maybe in further seasons, because they definitely you know, mm. bring in more characters as time goes on. Mm. And like yeah, this, I, I... from what we see here, they're bringing in different elements of different errors of transfer. Yeah, you're right. R.I.D. started with a very small cast and then they went mental and there was like a new character every episode. So I guess there is a potential for this just being the core starter cast, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to throw cold water on that. Like, I think people assumed from the uh, from the name Cyberverse that it was a sort of a storytelling thing where they could actually look at anywhere within Transformers history. But I think what we actually have here now is a, it's a very distinct cast of characters and we know that there is a premise for the series of bumblebee trying to recover his memories so i don't mm. think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna go dancing around between different eras and generations bearing in mind this is actually the kids show right this is yeah this is not going to be the generation's storyline the generation's storyline is going to be full of cybertron or war for cybertron and so as much as as much as we might love these characters, we need to all these designs. We've got to remember that they're they're going into a uh, like series of ten minute ten minute animated episodes that makes up the the first season of Cyberverse. They're not going to be they're not going to be particularly deep stories, but they still mm. they still look like fun interpretations of characters that we know and love. So more power to them. But I mean, I, I would think at this stage, if I was Optimus Prime, I mean, Bumblebee's losing his voice, he's losing his memories. The, the dude's a liability. He needs someone needs to put him. Time to put him out to pasture and bring back. <laughs> Give Cliff Jumper a go. Jesus, he put him in Prime for one episode and he gets killed, brought back as a zombie. So you know. yeah, but that's because the rock was too expensive to keep around. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was borrowed time from the start. It was. <laughs> Shall we move on? We are going to see a lot more of Cyberverse in the coming weeks, especially with the toys coming out. Uh, yep. I would anticipate that in the next few days, we are going to see some people going out and acquiring the toys they have turned up at Big W. Also, Big W is having a big sale. At the Holy moment. So shit, like, has that not been news this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Big W is selling Legends class figures for $5, Voyagers for $15, Power of the Primes Deluxes for 24 and Power of the Primes Voyagers for 45 If you If you're a little bit sneaky, you can sort of bluff your way past the checkout and say, well, it was in the $15 bin and they'll just let you go. And uh, you, you wouldn't know anything about that, though, would you, Jason? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, so, yeah, nah. um, Big W is having a massive sale at the moment and they are the place where Cyberverse toys have turned up. So uh, head on in and see if you can get yourself a bit of a bargain. Head there tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of getting yourself a bit of a bargain, let's go in the opposite direction uh, and talk about this dude. Wallets cried out in pain everywhere around the world this week as the price for Takara Tomi's Masterpiece MP43 Masterpiece Beast Megatron uh, was revealed to be costing 35,000 yen. Now, if you haven't done the currency conversion on that, I'll give you a minute. We're not going to go anywhere. No, it's three hundred. It's three hundred and fifteen US dollars. Yeah, otherwise, now, that, now that's about thousand. It's about half a grand for us. Yeah. <laughs> so he 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 yeah. is more expensive than Dinobot. Um, he's uh, so he, so he's 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 taken on the uh, taken on the price taken on the mantle of most expensive masterpiece immediately um maybe most expensive transformer as well no yeah. no like official official release. maybe official maybe no yeah. i think i think you find some of the um the uh the recent uh reissues like um the fort max repaint is probably a little bit yeah. higher up there mm. I have to check that now. Yeah. Go for it. Um, anyway, uh, Masterpiece Megatron, super expensive, uh, has soured a lot of people on getting the figure because a lot of people have said that uh, said that you know they they don't really have a connection to the figure they or the character because a lot of us are G one fans. They do think that he looks cool, but they're not willing to fork out three hundred and fifty yeah. dollars for it. It's a bit steep. I mean, it's a great-looking figure. It looks fantastic, and I was actually considering it. You know, I was excited about it, but, I mean, that is a lot of money for one Transformer, man. That's – it's almost obscene. Yeah, well, Jason, you, you've, yes, said, I you've said in past episodes that um, you don't necessarily have that connection to the character, but it's a good-looking figure, and you'd be looking at getting it. Has this turned you off? It's given me uh it's given me a wobble. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's given me a wobble, but um I'm probably still gonna get it. Yeah. I have not pre-ordered him, I'll be clear. There's no rubber ducky. That's what upsets it's, me about it. They have a toothbrush. Four hundred and thirty Australian dollars, no rubber ducky. No what, rubber ducky. What, what are <laughs> have any accessories been made? Like he doesn't even come with a trailer. Like what's no, What's he comes. He... <laughs> trailer. <laughs> no, no, he comes with a tooth. He comes with a toothbrush. I and... don't understand why. Because there's an episode where he's standing yeah. there talking to someone and he's brushing his teeth, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. but um, apparently the major. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently, the major um, gimmick with him is the fact that you can remove his armor so that he appears as he does in the first episode of Beast Wars in his proto form, um, which to me is just like big deal. Like it, it so, yeah, like, it, sort of costs them basically <laughs> nothing to do. Exactly, it's just making him treating... detachable. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> in the promo pics we've seen, like from magazine scans or what have you, they're treating the armor parts as his accessories. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like that's why they've sort of, you know, absolutely gypped us on the accessories. Basically, is that that's that's their big thing. Is like, oh, you can take his armor. Like, what you're saying is, is you can disassemble this transformer so that he's slightly smaller. He's that's your. That's Decepticons in Age of Extinction. Oh right, okay. <laughs> all all, 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 <laughs> that's, all these parts <laughs> fly off, and he turns into a dinosaur. <laughs> I can see people trying to rationalize this figure, but honestly, mm. I, I don't think there is any way to rationalize that price tag. I'm sorry, it's yeah, it's four hundred and thirty. Well, I'm it's, a I'm a living, breathing example of that because I have I love the character. I've I've very seriously considered buying this masterpiece, but uh, and I don't buy a lot of masterpieces. I'm a predominantly chug collector, but this um. Yeah, this good. thing, man. Like I've got the generations. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the anniversary Beast Wars Megatron, where they sort of you know slightly redid the original one, um, and that's a great figure. And I'm thinking, like, is this thing like half a grand? Like, is is that you, worth getting a slightly cooler looking version of that? <laughs> you know. Okay, why well, you want just a general Beast Wars Megatron? Go buy that Perfect Effect one. It's like 150 bucks. Mm. It'll probably be better, right? Yeah. If you absolutely need this design, wait for the knockoff. Yeah, and charging. This does not reflect the views of the TTCA. <laughs> no, it does. It really does because uh, I don't, and I are going to see a bigger backlash. And if it. If people not buying this figure hurts Takara, and good, then good, it. yeah, learn the <laughs> lesson and make things that people can afford. Because I, I understand that inflation is a thing and prices of manufacturing go up. You can't tell me that the pro manufacturing prices have gone up this much since a figure like Magnus, right? Mm. Because Magnus is a larger figure than this, and sure, this has probably got a higher parts count. But engineering. considering the size of the two figures, it's it's going to be pretty comparable. I'm just I'm going to I'm going to call it um, best selling beast transformer they'll have ever done. <laughs> yeah, you know, people are going to buy it, aren't they? I reckon it's, people are going to buy it hand over fist. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. There is a there's there is a large you know or, portion or hand of the market or hand. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you've got a disposable income, you're not really going to care that this is obscenely higher price than most other masterpieces before it. If you love the character that much, and if you're a masterpiece collector, they're going to buy it anyway. And it is a but, far uh, closer reach than the Prime 1 Studio statue still, so... Oh, but that thing, man, don't oh, even no. remind me of it. That thing looks so <laughs> awesome, though. Oh, I, no. I, <laughs> it, 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 oh, it's burnt into my brain. It is funny that those two, uh, like, these, they've all been revealed around the same time as well. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, what did you say, Max? It was four fifteen. Aussie, uh, yeah, four hundred and thirty US dollars. Four thirty. 
and I, three, I three, it sorry, three hundred and fifteen US dollars, four hundred and thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I checked yeah. it against it's that grand max, and yeah, this is the most expensive transformer. In- yeah, I've had, I've looked at, or had looked at two local sellers for this, and they're a good sixty to eighty dollars more than that on top of that. So it's just, yeah, oh, for the thirty was the cheapest I could see it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. As good anyway. as it looks, I don't think I don't think I can do it. I just no, there's, there's no excuse for them to be charging this much. It's I, I I I think I think I don't think it is price gouging. I think masterpiece is actually going in a bit of a direction where uh, it's the figures are actually going to end up a little bit more expensive. Like we're seeing we're seeing those figures come out with more articulation, more detail in them. The, we know the paint on this figure looks amazing, and that stuff is not free. It's going to cost money. That's yeah. right. I won't be there to join the ride. Yeah, I mean, mm. sure. It's, it's you don't have to be. Oh, no. gonna, it's okay. definitely going in the direction that's going to be more expensive, but I don't see, even with all of these features, and, you know, I've touted the praise of this figure, as it does look incredible. It's, it is a perfect figure. Like, from everything I can see here, it looks literally perfect. But $430 is not... Uh, enough of an asking price is too high an asking price, even for perfection. Fair enough. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'm All just right. glad to be a chug collector. Let's move on to another Takara Tami figure that uh, made a few headlines this week. We're getting another Unicron. So we are getting a uh, we are getting an encore Unicron from uh, Takara Tami. In the Micron Legend color scheme, which is the original, uh, the original Armada Unicron that was released, um, he does look like he's got his Minicon embedded deep into his chest there. And um, is it me, or does he only have two lines in his wings? I thought he had three on it. On hmm. maybe, no, the, maybe it's only got two. No, no, the the animation. I've I've got the same one. Well, I've got the original one, and the the animation in the cartoon and in the comics has three. But the toy has two for some reason. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a transformation thing. It probably is because it'll turn into it can turn into a full circle if they're um, quarter. Yeah, it forms like a ring, like satin yeah. around the figure. So yeah. So um, we understand that uh, we understand that our good friend John Ryan has already gone off the deep end and pre-ordered about a shed load <laughs> of these. Yeah. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's bankrolled Hasbro and Takara for like the next ten years. I think with the uh, amount he would have ordered straight away. <laughs> look, 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 I'm just I'm just saying that um, Hasbro and Takara do tend to actually have John on speed dial when they want to do a Unicron, <laughs> just to just to gauge how he's feeling about it. Hey, John, this um, one has a new hat. Of the same figure for twentieth. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, he's there. One thing mm. he didn't. One thing he didn't look into was the fact that. Toys R Us and a lot of other local stores are still swamped with the Platinum Edition one that uh, just came out a couple of months ago. So it's going to. I've, I've never seen the Platinum Edition Unicron at any Australian stores. What do you? Me neither. Even, Me neither. I don't think it was ever released. I swear it was never how, released. How can you say it was swamped then? Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> it's called it's irony. <laughs> no one seemed to really buy the Platinum Edition one. Iracron? <laughs> nope. I don't know why though, because the Platinum Edition one was was by far the. Uh, wasn't that the one that was G one colors? Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I, I don't know why that was more popular. Well, it wasn't mm. released here for one. Um, 
so I, I do think you're right, though. I don't think it was very popular because uh, apparently, so apparently Hasbro dumped a bunch of them super cheap on the market around Asia about six to eight months ago, and we haven't we haven't really seen them coming out, you know, sort of super cheap flooding the market yet. But um, yeah, that could still happen, right? Hmm. It's a possibility. Some, I mean, twenty dollar jet flyers were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly, and like fifteen dollar voyages are a thing. So, like, or or it could happen. be like not. I mean, there's there's collectors like John who um, love the character and have to have like every version of him and stuff. But then again, like I've got a Unicron. I've got the 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 Armada. You know the original Armada one that was just a it's sort of G1 colors, but it's got like clear plastic bits and stuff. That's and one, yes, yes, mm -hmm. it's exactly the same, except it was the original issue of it. But um, well, you haven't got it from the future, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, no, but the thing is, for someone like me, is like I've been offered all different types of Unicrons. Like there's um, the famous um, the black version from Energon and stuff like that. And um, for collectors like myself, like, um, you know, like I don't need more than one of that character. Like I've, you know, I've got a Unicron. I, I don't need any more, which is why I think there would be big gaps in that market for that character, you know? Like I, I, I don't I need think, multiple Unicrons. I don't think you're the target market for this. I think, mm. going, the, target, John. I think the target <laughs> yeah. market for this is not John either because John already has this version. But the target mm. market, and this is this is the case that we see this all the time with Masterpiece reissues as well, is it's a good way for people who actually want to get into carrying, uh, collecting these figures to actually get in on that ground level without actually having to pay hundreds of dollars above the, yeah. the retail price for a figure that's been out of production for a while. And you, you have to do this if you're Takara to just sort of keep keep new collectors coming in and keep a little bit of uh, blood flowing around the collecting scene. Like if, you have to reissue these figures. And mm. if they bump up the price while they do it, well, then... Well, you know, you can bump the price up a little, right? You know? Yeah, yeah about, I guess... Like, yeah, Sorry, Max, about, go on, mate. We were talking about, you know, the price of... MP Beast Wars Megatron. Well, this thing's what is it? Twenty thousand? Yeah, twenty thousand yen. All right, so that's about two hundred. Fit more than two hundred, I'd say. Um, about two hundred. Oh, sorry, US. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, so it's two hundred and forty-five Australian dollars for Armada Unicron, which realistically is just a car bumping up the price again. Well, it could also be it could also be a collector's thing. Like um, the version I've got is notorious. Like mine's fine; it's in good nick, and it's hundred percent. Oh, I'd say I'd say to be but well, well, I'd say ninety five percent complete in the sense that it hasn't got these little missiles that shoot from the bottom of it, and um, apparently, like nobody has those missiles. Like they are impossible to get, and you basically be better off getting somebody with a three D printer to get you some. Um, so maybe it's maybe it's something like that. People just want a complete collector's sort of Unicron rather than you know the bits and bobs that's left over from the years of Armada and Energon. You know. Uh, question: Why does no one have the um the missiles? I don't know, but I've tried to get some, and nobody has those friggin' missiles. Man, like the, I don't know whether the guys at the stores were just firing them off before they <laughs> sold it. Or like. Lost the missiles, or were they just not in the box because of like safety reasons? It could be. It could be a. It could be a. Um. Yeah. It could be a safety thing. I mean, it's the same reason we never saw a uh, Transformers Prime breakdown. 
uh, outside of Takara. Um, the Hasbro one never got released because it had missiles that didn't pass the safety test. So maybe it was something like that. I don't know. But I do know for that particular one that they're reissuing, the new Unicron coming out, um, yeah, try to get missiles for that guy. It's impossible. John laughed at me when I asked him if he had any. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but so, so, so that's fairly common with Hasbro not to have, like, firing missiles and stuff. But this is mm. the Takara reissue, so I would assume that it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. The Japanese really don't care about safety and toys. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> Let's that's hope that they... frames, <laughs> but sure. I'm just checking the stats. Japan did just go dark on the podcast live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing is also Armada is almost uh, it's almost two decades old now. At what point do they? stop just reissuing the same thing and be like hey maybe we should make a new unicron just maybe well it's a guaranteed hit you know what i mean like i i know a lot of people who are just always chasing unicron you know so i'm sure somebody in there in you know with who's got the finger of the, on the pulse over there is like well if we're going to go with a reissue why not the big well, guy, you know? Yeah. We got robbed. We've been robbed of a movie verse version and what mm. how much of him turned up in Power of the Primes? Just his head still? Or was there more body to him? And well, we got the Gaia Unicron. Um, which was the Transformers Prime Unicron. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure only Takara. Maybe, maybe not, but um, I've got a Takara guy, a Unicron, and he's basically a Voyager um, he turns Unicron. Into a giant version of his own face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he turns into his own head, but he also um, can be separated and he makes armor for Prime Optimus or Prime Megatron. Um, no, but he's a, he's a great Unicron, Prime. but he he was probably the most recent Unicron we've seen. But you're right, though. I mean, we've we got for some reason Primus um, in. Um, the last night reissued a Cybertron, but um, yeah, no Unicron. Hmm. Maybe they might have been, you know, saving that because in the assumption that they'd be able to do a mo proper movie style Unicron, yeah, a sequel, and then the last night didn't do so well. Well, isn't there a third party Unicron coming out that's like mental, like it's going to be oh, like the most right. incredible? So there was a um, it's the size of a door, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, that that never came out, and it was it was just a big shell former. So it was oh, just okay. like yeah. entire panels. Was it a shell former or a shelf warmer? Uh, <laughs> it would have broke the shelf. shelf. <laughs> yeah, it would have broke the shelf in half. Two separate third party companies have tried to uh, you know, create a replacement for that. But instead of just, you know, actually taking, you know, trying to make a proper updated Unicron, they're just going to, no, nah, let's just remake this cancelled Beast Wars figure, which <laughs> is a terrible looking figure. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to remake that instead of... You know what um, I want? What? I want someone to make a little mini Cybertron moon for this Unicron to hold, put it in the right scale so they can eat it. <laughs> hmm. It does come hard, with the right? moon. He does come with a moon. Does he have to bend over for you to get it? <laughs> he's, he's um he's got a hang on, I've got it here, I'll show you. Doesn't no, isn't isn't doesn't, isn't doesn't he come with a minicon who looks like a moon in, in old mode? Yeah, it's not quite the same thing. 
Yeah, it's like, well, it's not Cybertron's moon, but it is a moon that yeah, attaches want, to his be, ring. Or I want it to be Cybertron's moon because I want him to eat <laughs> it, not 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 for not for the moon to be his minicon that he hangs around and. Buds you can make him eat that if you want. If you really like, use your imagination. It's <laughs> oh lord, no, it's um, it's a cool little gimmick actually. I like the way it sticks on the ring on the outside. It looks like it's in orbit. But, um, I hate things um, that stick on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah. much <laughs> Shall we move on? I think we've talked about we've talked about Unicron for a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think we paid our respects to the Chaos Bringer. Yeah, yeah, no, we've, <laughs> we've kept him away for another another six months. <laughs> what is this that we are looking at? What do you think? Another reissue for some reason. It is a reissue of Starscream. This one's a little bit different, though. Look at those fists. What's going on there? Start, so se- seekers don't usually have fists with five mil five mil peg holes. In no, them. no, do not. And um, but there is one. He's got a Megatron gun. Yeah, there is one that does have the uh, have fists with holes in them quite famously, and that is the uh, Takara TF Collection book reissue uh, version of Starscream. Uh, and this is the uh, forthcoming Walmart reissue. <laughs> of Starscream, who, uh, which does appear to be drawn from that mould. He's got long missiles instead of short ones and uh, looks pretty freaking awesome. So um, we've, uh, we've seen today there's been a little bit of news come out that uh, there's more Walmart-exclusive G1, uh, G1 Transformers coming out. Now, if you, we've, we talked about Hot Rod's box and some of the differences on it a couple of weeks ago, and you can see the same thing uh, happening with this box up the top. You can see the transformation steps simplified, uh, simplified up the top. I reckon the artwork looks a little bit, um, a little bit poorly reproduced on the front of this box, but uh, yeah, but you know, fair enough. And um, yeah, no, so inside uh, you can see the uh, the tail fins, um, the tail fins, the missiles, and the Megatron gun, and which is something that only came out with the the TF collection issue. So um, yeah, coming soon to coming soon to Robot Kingdom for ordering and a Walmart near you if you're in America. That is not. The only thing that Walmart wants <laughs> today is for a reissue. What a segue! <laughs> well done, mate. <laughs> it's the big, big, big ring guy is coming as well. Hey, uh, well, look, you know, if you want some G1 constructor cons, you could do a lot worse than actually buying some uh, official reissues. Uh, there's a Star. Well, it's been a, it's been about thirty seconds since we've seen a Devastator release of some kind, so. And of course, there's also a, there's also some mini bots coming out. So uh, we see Outback, Tailgate, Bumblebee, and Swerve. Interesting choices if you're going to do mini bot reissues. But there you have them. Mm. Uh, so um, yeah, so these guys are apparently packed um, eight to a box. So uh, you could buy a box and get uh, two sets of mini of uh, mini bots, but. Uh, yeah, uh, these are apparently due for release this month, and they are showing up on Robot Kingdom now. Ready for preview? Mm. You can see the Robot Kingdom. Um, you can see the Robot Kingdom watermark over this image. Uh, this the, these images appear to have come from somewhere else, but the uh, the Robot Kingdom watermark for this one, I think this is actually from the uh, the Takara reissue gift set image. I'm not sure, but look, it's got Hasbro branding on it. I had a quick look through Robot Kingdom, and I couldn't actually find. 
Devastator and uh, the Minibots on there, but people are saying that they are there already and they're up for pre-order. So um, the, there were a number of exciting differences with the Hot Rod reissue. So it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, what what's hidden inside the box for for these new reissues. Yeah, yeah. Because cool. the um, the Hasbro one did the Hasbro one come with guns? No, was that just Takara, or was that just combinables? I don't I think watched. the G1 Devastator did have any weapons, did it? Or did he have a gun? I don't know. There's a big gun. I don't collect G1. Yeah. Right, right on that image, there's a big gun in his hand. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That image is about a millimetre by a millimetre on my screen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 somewhat, it's somewhat low res. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I think it must be good for G1 G1 collectors. I have no opinion of it. I don't, I don't collect G1, but I think, you know, if you are a G1 collector, you you know, reissues are a good thing. So good. Well, yeah, you've probably already got devastated, but it'd be good to have a pick yeah. Max. Spare parts. <laughs> um, it's another G1 reissue. I don't, yeah, there's nothing else to really say about it. Um, I, it's going to give people a chance to get it. Beyond that. I, I, I think that's the most important thing about them because uh, the. The encore releases and the um, commemorative editions they are getting a bit long in the tooth. So, I think it is nice to see something, something getting new versions of these figures out there. The one thing that I will say about them is that they are quite expensive. The um, the hot rod reissue runs into the fifties or sixties of dollars, I think. Wow. Well, yeah, I. Yeah, personally, I've never seen the appeal of these, but um, you, you know, you know. I see plenty of people who do and who really seem to legitimately enjoy them. So I'm glad for whoever's actually getting the opportunity. To it's it's a nostalgia thing, man. I think you, you need to have a certain amount of heavy nostalgia attached to G1 to be really excited by this kind of thing. And if like I grew up in the G1 era, you know, like I, I love G1 and I always will. But um, as far as collecting goes, I, I, I don't, really see the appeal but i do have a lot of close friends who are absolutely fanatical about that that um that period of time and and the actual sort of uh vintage nature of the toys and the parts and stuff like that so i i, I can understand the appeal you know like there is but it is it swirls around nostalgia it's it sort of evokes something um in people that brings them back to when they were little kids, you know. So I, I, I think there'll be a lot of people who buy these just to sort of bring back the toys that they used to have as kids. I don't, I don't think these reissues are going to be especially, um, like especially important to keep mint in box. Like you can see, you can see with some of the Walmart stock already, like they're sending out things where the boxes are a bit damaged and stuff. So I don't think they've been. Um, I don't think the boxes have been super high quality manufactured, but uh, you know, it might just be fun to, um, you know. Bring the we're figures we're out of the box. They're not expecting people to, you know, keep them sealed in the box, are they? Well, like, you're not well, buying. Maybe you're buying this to open your original sealed one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe it's for people who have the original Devastator in box and will never open it for financial reasons, mm -hmm. um, but want to have him on display. So they'll have the box in the background. They'll get the reissue and chuck him on display in a glass case, and it'll look great. It'll look just like G1 and Perfect brand new condition, so yeah, I can see that's that. The yeah. five, that's the five people in the world that have a yeah, yeah, sort of I think you might uh, might be underestimating that, Brad. Yeah, it does have nostalgia factor into it, but mm. uh, I always feel like Transformers has that nostalgia, you know, element to it to a degree 
um, b- beyond really any other franchise. Yeah, it's built on it. It's it's a, the foundations are nostalgia. That's what the whole thing is cultivated from. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem to be any other franchise I can think of that is so heavily rooted in nostalgia that they're yeah. able to continually do. How long? One. How how long do you reckon it's going to be before they pull the pull the trigger on uh, an Optimus Prime? Pull the trigger. Oh, it's on coming. Him. You mean no, I don't, like, I don't see why not? Why just introduce a new character in his place? No, no, G one Optimus Prime. I don't, know, I don't mean pull the trigger on killing him. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, thanks, Hot Rod. The least <laughs> issue of Optimus Prime in the Walmart series. Yeah, okay. So it wasn't. I thought you meant like in terms of his place within the franchise because I was talking about franchise history. No, that, yeah, I mean, that has to come soon because mm, it's I'm surprised they haven't done it already. It's one of the most, or it's perhaps the most significant action figure of all time. Like, mm. it's going to get reissued again and again. I would have thought it would have come before Devastator, but I would, uh, yeah, I, like, I'm actually surprised they haven't done it sooner, but yeah, yeah fair enough. Well, it's a big three, isn't it? It's Optimus Prime, Devastator, and uh, Soundwave. They're the G1 Holy Trinity, aren't they? Like, so, yeah. I, I imagine think, it I think Starscream's up there. They probably, yeah, yeah, probably used to assume that a lot of people already own a G1 Optimus Prime. It's also probably quite true. Because mm. I think it was fairly well distributed in G1 itself. Yeah, and I imagine it would be hard to get a complete G1 mm. Devastator. Not impossible, but, but yeah, far more uh, yeah, difficult I, than... I, I, oh, I, I don't think it's hard, but you end up you end up with um, parts. You have to collect parts from all over the place. Yeah, so the parts are really easy to get a hold of because Devastator was well produced. It's just that there's so many parts. The 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 G one parts market is insane, man. Um, a Queensland member, Nick Brooker, he has one of the most fantastic G one collections I've ever seen. Um, a lot of them very rare, very expensive. And he pulled out a, I was at his house one night, he pulled out a box of parts, like a tackle box of parts. Um, and he told me that that box was worth like three times more than his entire <laughs> G1 collection because some of those parts are so friggin' hard to get, like the original G1 bits and pieces. And, and yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a whole other world there, man. Like, just there's stuff like, what is it with Hound? It's like his engine block or something like that one of his attachments basically anything that could fall off a g1 transformer and get lost is worth quite a lot of money to a g1 collector so yeah (laughs) there is a uh new fans project figure got announced this week i think brad you were the one that commented in the group saying fans project isn't dead (laughs) they're awfully close Yes. Mm. Um, so, fans project Severo Core. Um, what is this figure? Something, so you said Grimlock in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, so there's well on the left is Constructo Core, and on the right is Severo Core. So con- construction core is just done up in construction type colors, and then Severo Core is done in Grimlock colors. I see. Um, you know the old fans because fans project had their Warbot gimmick back when Fans Project was a thing, where it was sort of their take on Power Masters, and the central figure for that line was Steel Core, and Steel Core wasn't really based on any Transformer. It was just Fans Project's original thing, mm-hmm. and they cont- and they had like a subscription service, like a membership type thing, where if you remember, 
you, they would continually put out extra add-on pieces for Steel Core. Man, how have and, I not known this? I mean, he was. That was. This was a couple of years ago. Like, and that was basically Fans Project's big thing, like their flagship figure, which is why they kept on adding on to it and promoting it. Um, but then, so, th so this is a new core. Yeah. So this is these two are both just repaints of Steel Core. Oh, okay. Because I'm assuming this is all they can really afford to do, given that Fans Project hasn't really sold anything in the past couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, they, okay. They did do um, a Dino King, but I think that sold really poorly because they weren't able to manufacture it at a competitive price. And their uh, Function X line, which was for Headmasters, sort of fell off in terms of quality a bit. Yeah, look, I was really, I was really up on the Function X line in the early days of it, but um, I trailed off around the middle, and um, I know they got up to like nine or ten. Yeah, if, I think they've complete they got all the sort of base, you know, headmasters you'd expect done and then went off and did... I vaguely remember that Dino King you were talking about, Max, and I remember it being pretty good. I can't I remember much they about are it. They trying to make a comeback, I think, you know, between this um, this and their, uh, you know, redecoing Dino King into Monstructor. So yeah, I guess well, it makes sense because they were, they were repaints of each other, so, yeah. I guess they're trying to get back on their feet financially so that they can continue making you know, brand new molds, yeah. designs. Hmm. Um, they do seem to be suffering though, don't they? Yeah, it's, I guess it was just a few releases that just didn't go down very well for them. Mm. I'd be, I'd be surprised if Fans Project these days is actually the same, even the same people involved in it. There's probably some higher ups, but uh, yeah, I mean, we know designers sort of flit from uh, from one manufacturer to the next, so. I yeah. think Fans Project and Make Toys had a close relationship behind the scenes. There was sort of talk of that a while back. So maybe sort of Make Toys getting involved and trying to resurrect it a bit. Maybe, yeah. yeah Make Toys is really successful right now. Do we have a release date for um, for a, a Severo call? Uh, no, there's no details other than this is something that is happening. Well, that is indeed something that is happening. Let's move on to the next story. It's etched into a tombstone somewhere. The thing <laughs> people really, really, like, they were really big fans of when it came out. But it came out in, like, 2013 or 14, something like that. This is an early third-party piece. But for its time, it was amazing. But all the feedback I've seen has said, people who own this figure, has said that, yeah, this, this was a great piece, but third-party technology has progressed since then and so it's, it's, it's stuck in the old days yeah it's mm. just two repaints of an old figure yeah mm. you just need to look at like hercules and compare him to gravity builder <laughs> to see how yeah, far so we've come yeah and hercules is a great figure it was just he was the first yeah. of his kind so it's yeah, like just, you know and i've like it's still probably a good figure it's just an outdated one. yeah yeah that's it they they used it as a building block to make so much better stuff now so yeah last story takara tomi has uh revealed their own wrecker and uh nemesis prime which given that Ooh. uh given that takara tomi is just uh sort of re repackaging existing combiner well, combiner existing power of the primes figures uh, it seems likely that these figures, uh, at least 
Nemesis Prime has turned into an Amazon exclusive. I'm uh, not sure about of course Rekka. It has. <laughs> well, it has, but um, mm. not sure about Rekka. But uh, if you can't get if you can't get an Amazon exclusive Nemesis Prime, maybe getting the uh, Takara Tomy version will be the next best thing for you if you uh, if you have contacts in Japan who can procure the items for you. I was really, really excited about this Nemesis Prime. So far, Power of the Primes hasn't really impressed me. I've only got a few figures. Like, I recently got Rodimus Unicronus, and he's all right. But as I said to you in the group, Jason, I, I much prefer just to have the inner deluxe scale yeah. figure on display because the, the leader class just doesn't do it for me. But I was really looking forward to the Nemesis Prime. But then they showed you know, close-ups of the head, and I, I, I don't know what they're trying to pull off with that, but it I think it's, it's really weird, and yeah, but it doesn't. There's, it's whatever it, it's supposed it's to be. It just looks... Prime. He looks he looks like a Power Ranger, basically, and it's not the look I want in a Nemesis Prime, and I, I was immediately put off by that, so now I've just... My interest level has gone from like this to just to a peak to just dropping off of this figure because I know it seems silly. It is just a head sculpt, but let's face it, that makes up a big part of the aesthetic of the, of the figure. Oh, that's what your and, eyes are uh, drawn to. Like it's sort of, I actually like it. It's yeah. Be, I think it's one of those love hate things. Yeah. Ma Max, mm. what, Max, what were you trying to say? Sorry. It's, it's trying to be an Optimus prime head and it's also trying to be a Decepticon. Yeah. And sort of meeting halfway in between. Yeah. It does. I don't know. It Do one or the like other. Bit of a callback to the uh, last Autobot from the G1 comic, whose face. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Logo. Yeah, no. See, for me, it's like okay, as a Decepticon enthusiast, if you want to call it that, um, <laughs> like I love the character of Nemesis Prime, and the reason I love Nemesis Prime is because he is so blatantly an evil Optimus Prime. He's he's a black Optimus Prime with con logos instead of autobot logos and that's what we want from the character we don't want a weird interpretation like that's what makes that character cool you know what i mean he's he's an evil clone of optimus prime he's the decepticon optimus prime so you know it's yeah i don't know i'm probably being too picky but i was immediately put off by that face because it it doesn't look like optimus prime which i think i get what they're trying to do they're trying to differentiate the characters they don't want just a straight blatant repaint because they've been guilty of that in the past and it does make them you know villainous in in nature from the fandom you know but um but yeah I, I just wasn't a fan of the new design and it's it's kind of put me off chasing down the character i was hoping that the original imagery where they showed him with like the vorpal saber and um you know iconography from the armada nemesis prime which was actually like the first Nemesis Prime beyond Scourge from R.I.D. Um, that's what I was hoping for. I, I was hoping for a sort of Prime Wars trilogy, you know, um, take on that character. But, yeah, I, I've sort of been put right off it, to be honest. It, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. So, yeah, maybe Takara will do something different with it, but it doesn't look like it. How about Rickgar? <laughs> well, it's not going to come in a fancy package like the Toys R Us. Us, the uh, blast off exclusive we seen last week, so you won't be you won't feel as bad. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. So, um, we oh. know that Nemesis Prime is an Amazon exclusive, so Rekgar is actually a Walgreens exclusive in the US. Oh, okay. um, he might just be on normal blister packaging. We, uh, I, I don't know, he might also be in blast off style packaging. 
And no, it's just another way to get that groove mold. A lot of people haven't got it, couldn't get it. Yeah. How readily available this will be will be a different story, I suppose. But so he does turn into a motorbike, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's Rickgar, isn't it? Like that's. Yeah. Well, nice. I mean, if you're going to nice. use a mold for it, yeah. Get two. Have him ride around on another one, like in the G1 movie, and uh, yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> not sure if the uh, not sure if the combiner was mold can ride itself. <laughs> oh, you've got to try, you've got to make it happen, mate. <laughs> if I could make a combiner was shockwave ride a RID fracture in motorbike form, you can do anything, mate. <laughs> Words were coming out there, but I'm not sure what they they were about. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So price wise, uh, so uh, price wise. Rec R is twenty eight hundred yen, about twenty five US dollars. Uh, Nemesis Prime is eight thousand yen, so about seventy two US dollars. That seems about in line with the Australian price of these guys, uh, and they will be released in December. So uh, it's possible that some local retailers will import the Takara versions of these figures instead of the um, the uh, exclusive Amazon and Walgreens versions. Uh, we'll see. So it is also possible that uh, Amazon may still uh, may still choose to. Uh, allow Australians to purchase Nemesis Prime from them. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's time to talk about, uh, it's time to talk new acquisitions. Uh, Brad, do you want to go first? <laughs> I've removed myself from the run sheet. Oh, no, I'm, that's um, why, that's why I'm, I'm at, at this point in time, I've, I've hit two cataclysms in uh, collecting one space. I've got the, uh, the KO Megatron. I've got, the Beast Wars masterpiece figures and all that just shoved in front of Starscream and the rest of the MPs. I've just completely out of space whatsoever for collecting and my disposable income has pretty much ceased to exist. So any figures I'm getting at the moment, there's nothing at retail I'm looking at getting really collector-wise. There's a couple of figures. I'm going to go to Big W tomorrow and look for a couple of legends and that for the uh, the young fellow to put in his toy box, but apart from that, I'm sort of off collecting at the moment. I've got one more uh, Legends class, Legends class War in Pocket figure that should be here for next week. I'll discuss, but uh, apart from that, uh, my collecting has ceased for the uh, foreseeable future. So it's going to make this little area boring for me because I'll have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Max, you've also got Neil next to yourself. Max is on mute. Max, is, Max has so got nilled next to himself so much he's muted himself. I mean, I just, sorry, just bumped the button. Yeah. Um, Oops. Yeah, I have nothing. I have a figure, but it's a legend, and I haven't opened it. Ah. Fun times. At Chris, least tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I thought that was weird. I figured he just didn't want to tell us. Oh, the, uh, <laughs> I got the uh, slash from Power of Primes. Except That's why you want to tell us. <laughs> I got the uh, Japanese one because it was cheaper. Hmm, cool. Oh, cool. Obviously, before January first. January first. <laughs> I believe you might mean July the first, but sure. Yeah, that too. Yeah, shipped it in the shipped it from HLJ uh, about a month ago, so I thought it actually gone and lost in the post, but rocked up this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. Indeed. Chris, you got a few? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, I mean, I've been going mental with collecting in the last couple of months and um, too many to talk about. Obviously, from the bot shots photo, you can tell I got um, Ghost Starscream. I've been chasing him for years. He's been a grail of mine. And um, 
the reason he was a big one for me is because that's that one in the photos, the um, official version, which was I. The reason it was so bloody hard to get the official version is I looked him up on the wiki in the toys section, and um, apparently he was only available as one of the mail away exclusives. Um, which doesn't make him impossible to get, but it, it just, you know, uh, a lot harder. But being part of that Chug Seeker line, um, there was a lot of KOs um, and a lot of people. I, I mean, I've spoken to collectors who've, who assumed that the KO was the only Ghost Starscream available from that line. So, so I was happy to get him. But, um, yeah, the two I'll narrow it down to is uh, just recently I got um, – this is DNA Arashi. You've heard me on the podcast a few times, you know, preach the uh, awesomeness of the DNA Susano, which is um, the third-party masterpiece bludgeon. Um, so this is the third-party masterpiece uh, Bonsai-tron. Um, so it's sort of like a callback to the Revenge of the Fallen bludgeon that Susano was based on was immediately repainted into a Bonsai-tron. Um, and this is pretty much the same thing. So I won't spend too much time on him because I've talked about Susanu at great lengths before. But basically, he comes with um, – he's, he's sort of a minor retool. He's got different armor. Um, they've improved a lot of the joints and stuff. They actually come uh, – the box comes with a uh, replacement set of shoulder joints for Sasani. I never really had a problem with the shoulders on Sasani, so I haven't bothered replacing them. Um, as usual with uh, DNA, if you pre-ordered him, you get uh, a face swap. So there's different faces available. I can't really get a good shot of it there, but pretty cool. Grr. Just different sort of samurai masks, yeah. Um, different weapons, different sort of things. But, you know, I'll, I'll just shorten it by saying that... Um, He's exactly the same as Sasanu, just a little bit more polished. He's got all the same articulation, detail, fantastic figure. And if you are a fan of Sasanu, um, he's definitely one to get because he's just a different version of Sasanu, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really happy with him. Um, they look great together on display. Um, and the other big guy that I thought I'd mention, uh, especially now that uh, Power of the Primes is... Uh, released all the Terracons and everyone's showing off their pair of the Primes uh, Abominus. Uh, this is the... Um, Better one. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, Unique Toys, I think it is, Auden. Um, so this is third-party um, Abominus. Um, and, yeah, he, he's been around for a while, so I won't go on about him. I'm pretty sure anybody who's interested already knows about him. Um but, yeah, I, uh, I held, as the club's Queensland rep, I held a TCCA meet-up um, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, yeah, we were sort of passing around Transformers and stuff, and one of the uh, Queensland members, Matthew Bilby, he brought this guy along to show off. And um, I was, he actually had him separated into his component parts. And I was actually just really impressed. Like, I've never been a huge fan of the, the character of Abominus or the Terracons. I've never disliked them, but there's, you know, compared to the Combaticons or the Predacons, I was never really that into them. Um, but I was just astounded by the quality of the characters, the paint apps, the just, just really nice figures to hold and play with and... They just look good no matter how you had them and 
And yeah, and I was that impressed. And uh, yeah, basically, Matthew turned around and said, Oh, you like <laughs> him, do you? <laughs> yeah, he's like, You like him, do you? I was like, Yeah, he's pretty good. He's like, Do you want him? Like, yeah, yeah, I think I do. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I've done pretty well lately. I think I'm, um, I'm pretty blessed with my collection at the moment. I've been really beefing up my Unicronian display. Um, and between Jason and Max, I've actually just beefed it out. Like I got a um, Henke Galvatron off Max and Jason brought me back um, the Cyclonus Armada box set from the UK. And, uh, you know, that coupled with all the other stuff, um, it's looking really good. Got some really um, heavily G1 movie themed display happening there. And, um, yeah, looking forward to the future because uh, me and... Um, Matthew Bilby have actually started a custom project where we're working on a Combiner Wars Galvatronus, but what we want to do is use Titan's Return Scourges as the limbs, sort of make a very Galvatron sweep-themed combiner. So that'll be fun too. So we'll be uh, meeting up a few times over the next few months and um, putting our heads together to see how we can make that happen. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, sounds like mm. an awesome idea. Mm. I think um, I think what you said about uh, about unique toys, Auden is quite true. Like that that figure has been around for like I feel like it's been around for at least a couple of years. Mm. But I feel like um, I feel like unique toys in general has um, sort of been cruising a little bit below a little bit below the radar in the third party world. And it's only in the last sort of five or six months people are just like, oh shit, have a look at what yeah. these guys have done. Like they've they've suddenly their stuff's become quite popular. And it's true. I've, I've always been aware of their presence in the third party world, but it just seems to be that recently I've gone, oh, hang on a second. These mm -hmm. guys have got some good stuff. And yeah, they've sort of slept, I've slept on them. But um, yeah, recently I'm like, hey, well, I've actually, after getting Alden, I want to have a closer look at, you know, because uh, another thing Matthew brought around to the meetup was, um, I, I can't remember what they call it, but it was their version of um, Quick Switch. Six shot mm. sun, um, and that thing was fantastic. I mean, obviously, I I exclusively collect Decepticons, but that thing I had it in my hand. I was thinking, maybe I should get this guy, and trying to justify it in my head, like, well, he's six shot sun, and I've got six shots, so maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is there is some great stuff out there, and I I really wish I sort of paid attention when they were coming. Part of no, part of me when they were first coming out. So yeah, you're dead right about that. I think they are getting slept on a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like, I mean, the th that's the thing is that they're not fans' toys and they're not, they're not make toys and they're not MMC. And so, I feel like those three sort of take up all of the oxygen in the room when it comes to talking about third parties and yeah, sort of muscle some of the others out. And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it, it's it's nice to see a little bit of love for unique toys. Yeah, especially to me, I think it's just um, it's topical because you. you like immediately when I got him is when Hasbro has basically dished out the official Terracons and the official Power of the Primes Abominus. And I know it's completely unfair to compare a far more expensive third-party version to the official. Um, but, I mean, you know, it's, it's strange because I've got friends who have been like, oh, check out this Abominus that I got and he's so much you know, better quality and this, that, and the other. And I'm just looking at Auden going like, man, how can you beat this thing? 
Like, I don't even like Abominus, and I love this figure, you know, like, this guy's amazing. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things. I, I, I didn't have a particularly strong connection to the character. I was never overly oppressed by, you know, anything about him, but just seeing that figure in hand and being like, wow, these guys know how to make a toy. Like, that thing just pops, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm very pleased, and I, I don't think he'll ever be leaving my possession it's not one of those ones I think I'll resell later or something like that. He's, he's yeah, he's a keeper, that one. Cool. So uh, I'm going to tell a tiny little story before I uh, get to my acquisitions. Um, I sat down to breakfast about about a week and a half ago. It was about two days. As, uh, as Brad said, um, the 1st of July is, of course, important for those of us who collect figures coming in from overseas because it is GST Apocalypse Day. And uh, anything, so anything coming into the country after the 1st of July is going to be subject to GST, apparently. So here I was, I sat down a couple of, couple of days before the, uh, before the end of June. And I saw this guy in one of the, um, one of the US Transformers groups. He posted this new reflector set that he'd gotten and I hadn't actually seen anyone mention this anywhere, and I still I've still seen very few mentions of it. It's a the uh, it's a Papa toy, so it's like a just some sort of like rando Chinese version. But they're um they're they're very G one reflector inspired bots, and I'm not sure if it's a KO or anything. But uh, it's a it's a KO of the uh, Perfect Effect ones from way back when. Yeah. So, but, well, aren't the Perfect Effect ones tiny? Uh, yeah, hold on. I'm going to go get a size comparison real quick. Yeah. Insanely this will work well with you in Adelaide and me in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can I just say, Jason, Molly's doing that, that I'm automatically jealous because I've been after a decent reflector kit and um, I know mm-hmm. the one you're talking about that's no. been flying around lately and that looks amazing. It's like, it's like 45 bucks. Yeah, I want, wow. I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a feeling that if these are KOs of the perfect effect ones, because I do have one of the PE ones, these are somewhat upscaled. Yeah, they're definitely upscaled. Like, I mean, but they're a great figure anyway. And so the, that, gun, the guns are all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> the problem of having to worry about pieces falling everywhere, and probably breakages as well. But yeah, that's so, awesome, Jason. So I'm 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 pretty happy with that. Having just opened the box up for the first time, these arrived today. Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm quite happy with that because the. Uh, the PE ones that I have are actually, um, they're not the cartoon color ones. And yeah, these, these, these all look pretty good on the shelf. So um, I'm pretty happy. Seriously, yeah. Jason, send, send me a link after the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you where I got them from. And that's kind of important, right? Because I got them from the, um, I got them from the, the Chinese retailer Show Z store, Show, Show Z store, whatever, however you pronounce it. Um, and while, so they also, they do basically like free shipping to Australia. And so, oh wow! While That's I was amazing. while I was there, um, I thought, oh, let's uh, let's just check the stock that they've got on their website if they're going to do free shipping. So I also picked up uh, the MMC Thunderflash. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so I haven't opened any of these guys because I've literally just gotten home and jumped onto the podcast. Um, and the uh, MMC Drift and uh, Drift and Deadlock. Oh wow! Jeez, man, that's a pretty good impressive haul. Like I, I was going to get these guys from Planet Steel Express, but they they're not pre-orders anymore from there, and they will charge shipping. 
Oh, so, okay. And they were basically the same price as PSX, but free shipping from the Show Z store. So I, uh, I ordered them from there. Now, the interesting thing about this is that um, I ordered them a couple of days before the, uh, the GST curtain came down. They didn't ship before then. But I just I got a, I checked my emails today. I actually got a shipping notification on the second of July, and they arrived today. They arrived today in Australia Post e parcels with my address on them, but not with the word Australia on them. So they were posted from within Australia. Right. Now that means that, and, and but they they definitely shipped from China, and it looks like they shipped in via a, via some kind of a freight forwarder in uh, in. Uh, New South Wales somewhere, and yeah, I I did not get charged. I did not get charged GST on it. Now, having had a chat with some of my friends who are very interested in chasing down all the GST rule stuff, one of the conditions for you as a as an overseas retailer needing to collect GST on purchases for Australian customers is that you must have a you you, you well if you. If you are doing, you know, sort of over a certain minimum threshold of business with Australians, that's when you need to collect GST. Obviously, an action, you know, a toy and an action figure store, they are not hitting that limit. So I don't think they actually need to collect GST. And it seems oh. as if it seems to me as if the the parcels coming into Australia, they're not going to actually be they're, they're not actually going to stop and inspect every parcel, but they're going to sample where the parcels have come from, and determine whether or not the uh, whether or not the the businesses that are sending them in are actually over that threshold. So, you know, we, we might we might cry doom and gloom for ordering all of our things from overseas. It might not be that bad. It, mm, it might just be the big companies. Yeah, yeah, it might just be the big companies because they're the ones who have the high turnover. Mm. So look, look, it's yeah. early days yet. We will we'll see whether or not this happens. Um, Chris, I encourage you to jump onto Show's store and uh, order your own um, Papa Toys reflector yeah. set and see whether or not you get slugged GST for it. But my suspicion yeah, well, I'll probably is, do it. I'll probably do it anyway. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they as, do as, that. Yeah. As I was saying, my suspicion is that you will not be charged GST for it. So yeah, um, unless someone unless someone from the ATO is listening, in which case <laughs> all bets. <are> not. <laughs> yeah. <we're just> <laughs> This does not reflect the views of the TCCA. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, that, so that was my that was my um, acquisitions thing. Uh, the, so these just turned up at work this afternoon. Um, nice. I, I, I wasn't expecting them to come in quite so fast. So um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with them. Yeah, I've seen that um, MMC deadlock in hand, and that thing is gorgeous. So yeah. I'm assuming the drift is as well. So yeah, drift is. I mean, you can make a strong case about being the best MMC figure. I think I said to you when it came out, like, that is... I mean, no, nah, like, man, like. culture. Culture is unbeatable. Culture is on a pedestal that nobody else can reach. I think that <laughs> might, I think that might <laughs> be the problem. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Kultor does have parts forming is the only thing. I, I love that figure. Mm. I love its pieces, but I don't know. I, I think it'd be a strong toss-up between those two. And then probably uh, Carnifex as well. Yeah, I've heard. See, I need to get myself a Carnifex, and I've heard brilliant things about it. But I've, with my culture, I'll, I'll, um, I'll just turn my um, <laughs> turn my camera slightly up to the top of the display there. <laughs> well, I just feel like with my culture that um, 
And for those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, that culture is the MMC version of Tarn from IDW Comics. But um, I feel like Brad that just fell asleep. <laughs> I feel like that if somebody um, had me at gunpoint and said, I'm throwing all of your Transformer collection into a wood chipper, but you can keep no. one, I think Culture would be the one I'd keep. That's how much I love that figure. So it's, it's hard for me to not be biased. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. But yeah, all right. All right um, uh, that, I believe, concludes new acquisitions. It is uh, it is TCCA membership renewal month. Brad, would you like to uh, would you like to give us a spiel on membership renewal? Yeah, we're keeping it simple this year. We've just got the five dollar membership level where you get the uh, two brand new collect cards. Great art there with uh, Soundwave and Shockwave. No, Soundwave and Blaster with the minions on the the card. So you get those. You get the collector. You get the membership card and you get the uh, bumper sticker. So just five bucks and you'll get that sent out to you. And uh, be a paid member, and we'll be doing a paid members giveaway at the end of January. Uh, January? What did I say? January again? July as um as a thank you for those that signed up in the first month. So stay tuned. We'll be announcing that this week. And can I say the cards as ever are fantastic. I, I like the really good. yeah. I like the TCCA cards better than the cards that come with like the Hasbro figures and stuff. Yeah, I, they have pride of place in my collection. I love them. Mm. Good to hear, man. All right. Um, we did say earlier on that we were going to try and do things quickly, and I don't think we've done them quickly, but um, yeah, we, <laughs> we have, we have reached the end of the show. So uh, if you are listening along with the live record, thanks for checking it out. Uh, otherwise, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you want to find out more about these stories, there's links to them in the show notes and uh, in the uh, the. Uh, this week's episode post on the Transformers Weekly Facebook page. Our official site is on Podbean. It's transformersweekly.podbean.com. Uh, you can find us. Uh, you can find us all in the Australian Transformers Collectors Club Australia, in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook, and uh, of course the podcast page on Facebook is Australian Transformers Weekly. Um, you can find us on iTunes, podcasts. Um, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Uh, you can find us pretty easily, and the uh, link to the RSS feed to subscribe is in the show notes. As we mentioned, uh, as we mentioned, we are a, a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. It's a registered and incorporated club in Victoria, and it is not for profit. TCCA is run by volunteers who donate their time and money and Friday nights to make the club and podcast better <laughs> for everyone. Our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country, and we do it by engaging the collecting community. If you'd like to be a part or find out more, please have a look at transformerscca.com. We would encourage you to uh, just fling $5 your way if you enjoy, our way if you enjoy what we do uh, and uh, become a member for the year. That is it for us. Someone was going to say something. It is literally $5. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is five. Mm. It's five dollars forty if you pay with PayPal because of PayPal's fees. But it's five. It's five dollars. Okay. Um, and totally worth it. Totally worth it. And, and for your five dollars, you'll get some. You'll get some gear back from the club as well. So, yeah. uh, please, please do uh, feel free to uh, come along and support us. And uh, if you've come along to a convention and you've seen us there, that is what members members memberships pay for, uh, along with along with money gained from donation drives and. Uh, 
uh, other fundraising activities throughout the year. So without members, we can't do that and we can't go out and engage the community. So um, yeah, please, please, please do, please do. I was going to say dig deep and donate, but you only need to dig to five, the depth of $5. So yeah. Yeah. All right. That is all for us. It is, uh, it is starting to push. 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Uh, it's been a, been a bit of a late record for us. So thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll be back with more Transformers news next week. Lovely. See you later, guys. See ya. Bye.